Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. This is dangerous because I have some illustrations up here, and if you've ever been in the kitchen with me, I have a tendency to make a big mess, so we'll see how that goes. And we're glad you're with us here today. Um, if you have been here for a couple of Sundays and you've heard a little bit about, you know that Lori and I got a puppy a month ago and uh, we already had a dog. We uh, are still not sure that we made the right decision. Um, four days after we had the puppy, it was attacked and uh, it got bit up pretty bad, it has scars in its head and stuff like that from it. And so, we, uh, we thought that she was healing and doing well. And then last Sunday after church, we went home. We watched a little bit of football on TV and we were just relaxing. And Lori and I looked and I go, oh, the dogs are sleeping. This is just, this is just nice. And then we look over at Sadie and her head's swelling up. It's getting big. And we're like, we have a problem. So uh, we went to the uh, vet emergency hospital, which uh, in my lifetime, even though I've had many pets over the years, that's the first time I ever went. Um, we're talking to people that were there, um, and they're like, oh, yeah, we come here all the time. And I'm like, what? I, this seems so difficult. So eight hours later, by the time we got back home, uh, she had to be sedated and go through some stuff, and uh, she is still not really doing that well from it, so we're praying that that goes away. In spite of it, she is all puppy. I mean, full energy. When she's on, it is on. And, um, you know, it's been six and a half years or so since we've had our other dog. And so you forget about what it takes to have a puppy. It's just like when you talk to a mother and they're like, well, I, I kind of forgot about the labor pains. I have this beautiful gift from God. And so I forgot about that. And so we are in the stage where literally, like even this morning when I was trying to get ready for church, I turned my back and there goes my shoe. And then I take something of hers that's a toy and I replace it and I take my shoe after I correct her. Um, one day this week, I had left the room for just a second. I come back in and I hear some crunching. Sadie has my glasses. <laughs> She's chewing on my glasses. So I have to correct her, get my glasses, and then I replace it with something that's hers. And then that night when I was trying to watch TV, I put my glasses on. This side, crystal clear. This side looks like a planetarium. <laughs> It's got bite marks and lights go through all it. So, you know, I thought about it and I'm like, the Lord even this morning was sharing with me a lesson. And that is in order for Sadie's own good. If she was to eat those glasses, I would have another emergency visit to the vet. Um, in order for her own good, I have to replace some of the things that she wants with the things that are good for her. And so that's where we'll pick up our lesson today. So if you would, um, turn to Galatians chapter 5. We're going to start at verse 16. Before
before we do that, let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you this morning, and Lord, uh, we thank you. We thank you that, Lord, um, you have made a way through the cross and the blood that you sacrificed for us, a way for us to find eternal life in heaven. And Lord, that's the greatest thing we'll ever experience is to seal our eternity. But Lord, you've also made a way for us to get through this life. Lord, to fight through the temptations, to fight through the hurt, to fight through the anger, to fight through the questions, the things that we don't understand. You've made a way. And Lord, I pray that today you will use this time for all of us, a foundational truth from your scripture that will show us how do we navigate that? How do we do that? How do we allow you to help us make our way through life when we don't always understand, when we can't sometimes even handle what's on our plate? And Lord, when we continue to fall victim to the sin that so easily besets us. Show us the way through the power of the Holy Spirit today. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. So we know um, there are so many things in life, just like my puppy, that it can get into that are not for its good. And we struggle away from sin. We struggle with trying to understand hurts. We try to understand the sickness. We, we just don't always know how to navigate through that. So if you would, let's look at Galatians chapter 5. We'll start at verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So let's talk about that just for a minute. So when we live in this world, we live in this flesh, and as we read here in God's word, there's a, there's a struggle that takes place. And, and I don't want to discourage you. You'll only have this struggle as long as you live, okay? <laughs> You're going to have it, but you can have victory over your sin. You can have victory over the hurts that take place in your life. You can have victory over those moments that just don't even make sense. And you're like, how do we do those things? And so when we read this verse, walk in the spirit, walk in the spirit, what's that mean? You know, I, I'll, I'll be honest, this is a verse that even as a young person, I literally tried to hold on to this verse and I tried to understand it. And thankfully, you know, with years, God broadens your understanding of things. And so, Walking with the Spirit is basically letting God's Spirit guide you, okay? So if I take my cell phone and I don't plug it in, then after a while, do you ever get that thing where you're like low battery and everything gets so dim 
And if you're outside, you can't even <laughs> see it to turn up the light so you know, what, know how you can dial or do something on your phone. You, to walk with the Spirit means to be plugged in, to be guided by the Holy Spirit. That's, that's what it basically means. And you're like, well, how do we walk with the Spirit? And how does that help us fight the conflict that we're Paul says, that I do. So, you know, if Paul struggled with that, then we know that we're going to struggle with that. And, and that's just part of this life we live in. You know, the, the devil constant, constantly wants to deceive you. He wants you to fall to your sins. He wants you to become discouraged. He wants you to become angry. And, and by doing that, if the devil can get a foothold in our lives, then we become, as we, basically we become ineffective. And so then we just exist. Or, or if the devil can't make us ineffective, he will try to make us less effective for those that are around us. And so if I can't impact others in a positive light, if I can't do things for Christ, then the devil has a, a little bit of victory. You know, I'm going to uh, do a couple illustrations here for us. So I will try to uh, do this in a way that you guys can see. So this might get a little complicated. All right, this is, this is one of our luxury towels from Walmart that we've had for 12 years. All right, so I want to make one thing very clear to you. When, when we walk in this life, when we were born, we were born with a soul. And that soul is empty at the beginning of our life. There's an innocence of a baby. It's not filled with sin yet, hasn't had the choice to make those wrong mistakes and have those sins, but the soul is empty. And then when we get to the point where we begin to understand, and then just like last week, when the young lady, Becca, walked up here at the end of the service, and she accepted the Lord Jesus as her Savior. When that took place, what happens is the Holy Spirit enters into our life. So one thing I want to make clear, once the Holy Spirit's in you, the Holy Spirit never leaves you. The Holy Spirit never leaves you. Jesus said, he was telling his disciples, he goes, I'm, I'm getting ready to go. And as the cross took place, he goes, I'm getting ready to go. But as I do, I am going to send you the comforter. I'm going to send you the okay. When we accept the Lord as our Savior, we are filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? So that's part of, as we wrestle with our flesh, keep this in mind, you're not the same. I love the saying, I remember when my boss that I worked for at uh, Xerox, he, uh, he came to me, <clears throat> and this was really weird because we had, Lori and I had just made the decision that we were going to, I was going to leave the business world and go into the ministry full time, which you guys have allowed me to do. We hadn't told anybody. And so while we were together and we were making this decision, I got an email from him and he goes, I feel compelled, I have to tell you what happened to me. And 
we met and we, uh, we caught up a little bit and he said, I had a moment and he goes, and he shared it. It was a beautiful testimony, but for today's sake, I will just tell you, he had the moment to where he said, Jesus, I need you. I'm empty. I can't do life anymore on my own. I come to you. I get on my knees and I ask you to save my soul and forgive me of my sins. And it, and it was cool. And I will tell you this. And I looked at him and I said, your life will never be the same. Doesn't mean you're not gonna have problems. Doesn't mean you're not gonna have hurts. Doesn't mean you're not gonna sin. But I promise you, your life will never be the same. So remember that. When the Holy Spirit enters our lives, he never leaves us and your life will never be the same. We've heard the term in the Bible, it says that you can quench the Holy Spirit. What's that kind of, what does that mean to us? And it's basically the Holy Spirit wants to overflow from your life. The Holy Spirit wants you to be so plugged in that you're overflowing. But sometimes we let in all the things of the world we let temptations overcome us. We let sin overcome us. We let discouragement take place. We let anger take place. And we begin to dry up some of the effect of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So let's read on here a little bit. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, idolatry, Sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I have told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And this is quite a list. <laughs> we, we've all been guilty of many of these things in our lives. And we will continue to struggle with a lot of these things. When we break this down a little bit, adultery, having sex with uh, a married person, fornication, sex outside of marriage, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, having an idol that's more important than God or an idol that we put on the level of God whatever that might be. Sorcery. So this is a really cool thing, actually, uh, about this particular passage in this word. So one of my dear pastor friends, he called me last night, and I'll be honest, I had to turn my phone off last night because I was trying to finalize my study, and, and it was just one of those nights where it was just going off nonstop. And so I didn't get it until this morning when puppy detail kicked in at 5.50. And... So I'm like, I, I almost didn't want to look at his message from me because I saw it had some things to do with scripture and a lesson. And I'm like, I didn't want it to interfere with what the Lord put on my mind for today. But I pause and I go, I'll look at it. I'll see what it's about. And then I'll come back to it when I've got more time so I can look into what he wanted to share with me. So he goes, I, I want to share with you this word that's in the New Testament. It's only in the New Testament three times. And so as I looked at his notes, 
and I glanced at it. When we look at the word sorcery here in the New King James Version of the Bible, one thing that sometimes will happen is the Greek language is very full. <laughs> the Greek language which the New Testament was written in, it might have 10 words for one word. And so the particular Greek word that's here, and I will probably still mispronounce this because I am not a Greek scholar and I don't... Pharmacia. That particular word in the original text is only mentioned three times in God's word. Once here and twice in Revelation. Twice in Revelation. And so this word, if you look into the meaning then of the Greek word behind it is, it's basically satanic, demonic, evil presence. And you know what it's thrown in with? Pharmaceutical, drugs, the influence of that. Isn't that crazy how the Lord would, would come tell you that satanic, evil things are often combined with substances that consume so many lives of the people that we know and love. And it's interesting to know that we are living in a time where that particular word is mentioned for us to be aware of the things that the devil wants to pour into our lives. And then those only other mention of it is in Revelation. And we know as the end times come, that evil will rise on this earth. So a real interesting fact when we look at that, and I think it's important that we think about that. Hatred. Hatred. I, for me in my life, I have not lived in a time where I see people being more hateful to each other than I do today. I, I personally haven't seen it. I know some of you that maybe grew up through the Vietnam era and you saw some different things. I, maybe you saw some of it too. I know it's happened throughout history, but hatred is very strong right now. Um, contentions, just being contentious, causing problems, being jealous of each other, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, just trying to cause dissension. We're so divided. Our country's so divided. People are so divided. These things are being poured into people's lives. And as Christians, we, if we do not walk in the Spirit, they, they end up in our lives. So I'm going to ask the camera to focus back in on this here. And, you know, I want you to think about these things. I want you to think about whatever comes to your mind today. Whatever it is that comes to your mind. Maybe there's that sin in your life and you're like, I just can't get rid of it. So it pours into your life. Maybe, maybe you haven't forgiven somebody. Maybe you're even mad at God. And that pours into your life. And... Maybe you're living a little bit more for yourself than you're living for God. And so when we get out of focus, that pours into our lives. And sin keeps pouring in, keeps pouring in. And pretty soon, 
Everything's kind of changed in our life. Let's read on. Verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit. What's another thought of fruit? It's like if you want to walk, if you walked into a, a farmer's land and he had different trees and orchard, the fruit is what's produced. It's the evidence of what type of tree that is. That's a pear tree. That's an apple tree. So the fruit of the Spirit, the evidence of God's Holy Spirit is love. The very first thing that's mentioned. Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So the principle is a replacement. The simple things that I do with Sadie, that Lori does a lot with Sadie, is a replacement for things that aren't good for her. They're not in her best interest. And so often what the Lord is trying to tell us here is the devil wants to pour all these things in your life. He wants to make you ineffective. He wants you to lose your way. He wants you to give up. But if we walk with the Spirit and we're plugged into the Lord, our life can be full of love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness, the fruits of the Spirit. So, Let's look uh, up here on the screens, if you would. So, how do we walk with the Spirit? So, there are, there are four ways that I believe we walk with the Spirit. So, you know, it's not... Sometimes, if you didn't know anything about the Lord Jesus today, and if you've never accepted Him as your Savior, sometimes when we talk about these things, it might sound like, well, what kind of mythological strange thing is walking with the spirit walking with the spirit is being plugged in and connected to the lord jesus so how do we do that you must commit to prayer you have to commit to it you got to be engaged with it you have to be in fellowship with the lord talking to him you know, one of the things I've found being in the ministry over the last six years is, and even before that, when it was just as a lay person and part-time, different things, but when I would talk to somebody and they would say, man, Pastor Ben, I keep failing. I keep falling to this sin over and over and right now it's got me completely wrecked i'm messed up and and as we talk part of my conversation will be how's your prayer life how has your prayer life been with the lord you know almost always the answer is not good i stopped i quit praying or i just kind of casually prayed 
Prayer is essential to walking in the Spirit. You have to talk to the Lord. You've got to pray. You've got to be in fellowship. How else do we do it? Number two, you need to read God's Word with a prayerful purpose to understand God's Word. So many times, I will be honest, I'm not going to lie. So many times over the years, I have opened up God's word and I would read it and I'd try to be like, well, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to read this. And then I would close and I read and I didn't even understand it. We all do that sometimes. So I think it's very important. You have to be in God's word. I'm going to read a verse. You don't have to turn there today. Psalms 119.11 says, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So when you go to read God's word, Pastor Dallas is always passionate because if you just take five minutes, let's say you want to read Galatians chapter five, verse 16. You want to understand this better. What's it mean to walk in the spirit? I challenge you to take God's word, open it up and pray. Say, Lord, help me to understand this. Help it to be real to me. I will encourage you. Sometimes I love the new King James version of the Bible. It is one of my absolute favorite versions of the Bible. But there's some words and languages that we don't use today, and so it makes it harder to understand. I, if you're having trouble understanding a passage, accompany it with the NLT, the NIV, even a paraphrased Bible, something that will make you understand what God is trying to say. Remember this. Sometimes we get so caught up in what version it is. There are some great foundational versions of the Bible. At the end of the day, the most important thing to remember so we want to keep the integrity of God's word. And he wants you to understand it. He wants you to know what he's saying. So another key to this is if I said something today and I was talking about a sin or a hurt or a struggle that you're going with and you're dealing with it right now or it keeps coming up in your life, one of the ways that we combat that is through prayer and you claim a verse. If you're struggling with something, Google it. Say, Lord, what's, what's a verse on anger? I keep losing my temper. Or I'm mad. I'm so mad at this person. Google and say, what, what are verses on anger? Go to your reference Bible and say, give me verses on anger. And then pray over it and find a verse that replaces your struggle. Find a verse that replaces your sin. Hide that in your heart. And what's that mean? Memorize it. Focus on it. Read it. Dwell on it. Why? So that you don't sin against God. Very important. Number three. I'm passionate about this, as you guys might think. Number three, worship. Go into his presence in song or simple praise. Let me read a verse here. Again, no need to turn. This is an actual. Instead, here again, here's a replacement. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks to everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you in here are music lovers. Some of you are very musically inclined. Some of you, it's just not your thing. God's made us all different. But I encourage you, being walking with the Spirit, you have to worship God. Sometimes, Lord, my wife's really good at this. Somebody will be really discouraged. They'll be going through a hard time. They're having difficulty, and she'll send them a worship song. 
often one of the, it's one of the songs that we do here on a regular basis. She'll send them to me. She goes, listen to this. I think you'll be encouraged by it. If you're not musically inclined, if the thought of that just goes, I can't do that, just simply praise him. Praise him. Number four. Number four is, in order to walk with the Spirit, you must commit to obedience. James 1.22 says, but don't listen, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. So, if you want to have the closeness with God that you desire, if you want to live the life that he has for you, if you want to experience joy in the midst of sorrow, if you want to experience peace when the storms of life come, if you want to experience God's forgiveness when you fall to your sin, you have to try to live a life of obedience. You know, one of the biggest mistakes we make is like, we just want to go part way. Uh, I'm, Lord, I'll do this. I'll, I'll give you this part of my life. I'll try to do this right thing, but I, I'm going to hold on to this part of my life. I'm going to hold on to this sin, or I'm going to hold on to what I want out of this. You never get to truly walk with the Lord and walk with the Spirit until you just say, I just need to let it go. It's not mine to hold on to. Everything that I have in life is a gift from God, and I don't want to hold on to these things anymore. And when you truly have a desire, and again, not to help me all week, you would know I don't always do the right thing. I don't always reflect Jesus, and sometimes I fail and sin. But obedience, the desire to just say, I want to be obedient. You have to desire that. Those four principles is really what define walking in the Spirit means. Prayer, worship, reading God's Word, and having a spirit of obedience. And again, it goes back to a struggle because your flesh wants to do one thing, your spirit wants to do the other. Remember, greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. One more thing I wanted to share with you here, and if the camera can come back up. These things can come into our lives, and uh, sorry, my fuzz on my face is causing my mic to move a lot today. When these things come into our lives, do you know, we're just a moment away from just saying, Lord Jesus, help me. I want to live the life that you have for me. I want to experience joy. I want to experience peace. I want to get rid of the anger. I want to get rid of the sin. I need you. If you take those steps that we just talked about and you just continue to walk with the Spirit and you continue, instead of quenching the Spirit of God, you pour His Holy Spirit more and more into your life. And you let Jesus you. You know what happens eventually? If you do that and if you really walk with the Lord, it won't be a perfect life, but pretty soon 
He pushes all those things out. And they're replaced. They're replaced with love and joy and peace and long-suffering. And it's not always easy. I don't want to tell you. I, I believe that this is a foundational message for all of us. It's not always easy. But I promise you, if you walk with his spirit, you follow these truths that God will make a way. Praise team, if you would come up. Let's, uh, and uh, if you would, you can turn or it's going to be up here on the screen. This is um, 2 Timothy 1.7. I want to encourage you with this word. Sometimes we feel like we can't win the battle in the flesh. Sometimes we just feel that we can't handle the hurts that life's thrown at us. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Plug into Jesus. Plug into the Holy Spirit and live the life that he wants you to live. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be encouraged by that today, church. Let's stand today. Let's stand. I have to believe when we look at these scriptures and we talk about these truths that all of us can relate in some way to what God's word has laid out for us today. There's no quick fix. Sometimes there's no quick answer. Sometimes the hurts continue. Sometimes you just keep falling in your sin. But if you seek the Lord and you claim his resurrection power and the power of the Holy Spirit, the demons tremble. Let's pray today. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, um, I pray for those that are here today. Lord, you see the hearts of man. You know what's going on in our lives. You know what thoughts are going on. You know where we're at. And Lord, there's a lot of struggles that take place within a church family, within those that are tuned in to watch online. Whatever went through their mind today that they need more Jesus, that they need more love, they need more peace, that Lord, you'll help them to walk with your spirit and that Lord, you'll fill their cup and you'll push out all these things of the world to live a victorious life that you've designed and had in store for them all along. Lord, today, if someone's here or someone's listening, and Lord, they never had that moment, or they're not sure if they've had that moment where they say, Jesus, I need you to come into my heart and fill my soul and forgive me of my sins. Lord, let them know that their life is just being filled with all these other things. And if the Holy Spirit's not in our lives, 
And even the best that we can possibly do on earth is still failing and we're being led by the devil. Lord, I pray that today they would say, I want to come find the water of the Holy Spirit that washes away all my sin through his blood. And I want to accept him as my savior so that I am sealed for eternity and that no matter what life brings, no matter how hard it gets, if I don't give up, you'll make a way. I pray for someone today, if they're listening online and watching, that they might be able to do that. And now as we'll invite our church family to come up, we ask these things in Jesus' name. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.